Step up to a Nordic Track treadmill with iFit. iFit controls speed, incline, and decline, meaning that as an on-screen trainer leads you through a global or studio workout, the machine automatically mimics the changing terrain or adjusts the speed to the trainer's cues without you having to touch anything. Explore Nordic Track treadmills at nordictrack.com. Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell out here in, uh, gosh, where am I today? Oh, I guess I'm still in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I in wanted the... to say like Turks and Caicos, but but not there. <laughs> not there yet. No, I don't know. So, uh, so, but Dimity, like thinking about, you know, places and things like that, you have been um, to some fun places this summer. The, been the summer of adventure. Yeah. The Grand Canyon and uh, the Portland Islands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with those two big summer events behind you, like what's next? And are you feeling kind of a little verklempt about it being in re- your rear view mirror? Um, definitely a little verklempt for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know what's next. And that's a, that's always a fun question to ponder, but it's nice to have something that is, um, you know, I wish that I had like, you know, I mean, I know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but right now, um, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not sure I found the entrance to the tunnel, right? <laughs> to get to, the, get to the training tunnel to get to the light. Um, so I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, um, and I've talked about this a little bit, but my, um, my rib is still uh, mm. pretty um, out of order. So again, like just to recap, I, I basically banged my left side really hard against a rock on one of the islands in the swim run. And, um, you know, I I haven't gone to look at it. I haven't had an x-ray because, um, it's not, you know, it's, it's like whether it's fractured or I've badly bruised uh, a bone or a muscle, it's, there's nothing you can do for it. I mean, you don't wrap it. I mean, you can take Advil or, you know, over the counter steroids or over the counter, uh, you know, Mm non-inflammatories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have done that. Okay. I just don't want to, you know, I mean that obviously doing that day after day is not a great idea. So I've been trying to limit that. Um, but like sleeping at night, I mean, doing anything with my, um, upper body right now, like I'm, I'm, I'm about, I'm putting together the stride into the school year program right now for train like a mother. And I'm like, Oh, I think I'll have Jen Gill <laughs> demonstrate all the efforts. Cause I, I mean, doing a push up, doing a plank, anything oh. like that. There's no way I can do that right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not like, you know, start playing the violin, but it's significant, you know, and I know that it's going to heal, but the problem is, is that, you know, I have to breathe. And, um, and, so, and sometimes you like to laugh. Uh-huh. And sometimes yeah. I like to laugh. And so, but I mean, so literally every time you take a breath that is, you know, pulling back the, uh, or that's adding on to the recovery time. Right. Mm. Um, so that's, that's the biggest thing. So, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I notice it when I'm, sleeping most of the time. I notice it. Um, I tried to swim one day and that was a disaster because oh. it didn't hurt when I was swimming in the race, but I think that was just because I was adrenaline and cold and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kicked a lot in the pool that day and I was like, okay, that was not a good idea. That was oh. not a good choice except for that. I just wanted to be out in the fresh air. So, yeah. um, so we'll see. Um, so the answer is, um, right. I mean, honestly, that I haven't thought of much that, um, has any, I don't want to say any appeal because that sounds like I'm like, like, no, that's not, bleh, I don't want to do that. Bleh, that's dumb, whatever. It's just uh-huh. that I just haven't really um, investigated many options because uh-huh. I had my eyes in the prize for swim run. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, I just don't know what's next. 
Okay. Do you have well, do you have a, do you have something in your uh, at the end of your tunnel? Do you have a light, Sarah, beaconing to you? <laughs> I do not. I do not. Um, no. Um, I just you know right now just adding on some you know getting back into running and like just this morning I was thinking like oh okay you know so I'm I'm very acutely aware of the fact that I'm not running Twin Cities Marathon this year. That's Something. That's tough, huh? Because I mean, yeah. having a fall race is definitely kind of a, it's kind of like Christmas for, or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate in the month of December, you know, for, um, for a runner, right? Because it's fall, it's the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it just, um, and then like, um, I went to, John had um, his musical theater summer camp performance that last year I ran my longest run for Twin Cities ran, I don't know, 21, 21 and a half miles and ended at the production and, you know, like changed off in the restroom and all this stuff. So I was very much aware on Saturday. So I went on a two hour bike ride beforehand. And so, you know, no violence for me either, but I just was like, Oh my God, a year ago, I did a really long training run. Sure. So, um, you say no violence for me? Violins. Oh, violins. Oh, violins. Oh, I was like, violence. I was like, I was back at the hatchet. The hatchet. No, no, no hatchet. (laughs) Um, so, uh, yes. So I'm aware of that. And, and thinking about us being in twin cities for the, um, podcast recording and, for the expo and I'm like oh okay well I hope I can at least do some distance run when I'm there because I just love running in the Twin Cities so much that I at least want to do my own run while I'm there so sure. yeah no so I've been doing a lot of cycle bar I mean I've been riding outside but now school started today and so it's just easier to get in a solid workout that is you know indoors guaranteed exertion you know the class itself is 45 minutes long rather than being like oh, okay I think I'll go on a 90 or you know yeah. minute or two hour ride on the morning and now it's getting darker and so anyway but now I found out this morning that the so I've been taking this cycle bar class now since since December and maybe I started doing a weekly class at least once during the weekday um, maybe in February or Mar- probably March and so it started, it was at 5.30, which just was insanely early because it's a 20-minute drive over there, which is long by Portland standards. And then I like to get there about 10 minutes early because it's hard for me to really pick up the pace. Like, you know, they, they start out really fast and these old legs, it's just like, whoa, you want me to yeah. go over 100 right away? So yeah, 45 I, minutes isn't a long class. So they got to, you know, you're, you're speed reading the whole time you're there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have, so if I get there and warm up for 10 minutes, it really helps me be able to jump right into class with the pace and the exertion that I want to. And so 5.30, that was, you know, that was really early. And then they switched it to 5.45 and woohoo, it's a little later, but also then that means um, I am getting closer to rush hour traffic on the way back. And oh, so sure. then I find out this morning that they might be switching it till, to six o'clock. And I'm like, oh, that's really going to put me into rush hour traffic on the way home. So um, uh, the instructors, I get the sense that she doesn't want the class moved to six. So she said, Oh, you know, we're, they're talking about moving to six. If, if you have problems with that, talk to the manager. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe it's time for you to open your own franchise in your neighborhood. That's, that's really the solution we're looking for, right? It is because it's kind of shocking that there's no cycle bar in Portland proper. This, this one I go to is in a suburb and there's another one in a suburb, but other than that, have you looked into other, is it like a soul cycle or something? There's no soul cycles not here in Oregon yet. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's certainly other studios, but I, 
I really like Cycle Bar. I like the board. I like the music. I really, really like the instructor that on Tuesday morning, she's a mother runner. She just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you it really you like the class. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Cause, cause I'm not an indoor cycling person. Like I used to be like, that's oh, spinning, Bleh. not for me. And I don't know. I just really dig Cycle Bar. So. Um, that's great. That's great. Yes. We watched I Feel Pretty the other night again. That that oh, gosh. That, that, that movie. I, I love that movie, but that scene always makes me laugh. Just just the way that they set it up with like Amy Poehler's and she like in all pink and blue and everyone else is like, you know, in black and gray, you know. And <laughs> so funny. I'm not Amy Poehler, Amy. Yeah, gosh, that's embarrassing. Amy at Schumer. 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 Thank you. Yeah. It right it's, oh. it's so funny. When you said Amy Poehler, I'm like, I don't think that's right. But I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Yeah. Well, no. it's, they're both blonde, really funny Amy. So, I mean, exactly. you, know, you, can't, you can't lose either way. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, well, speaking of, um, you know, women with, with similar names, how about that? That'll be our <laughs> intro into the first question. Exactly. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so, this question comes from Sarah in Massachusetts. And as she points out in her question, she is a Sarah with a, also a daughter named Daphne like me. So here goes. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. My name is Sarah, and I am from Massachusetts. I am a mother runner of an almost two-year-old named Daphne. Uh, imagine my surprise when I found another mother runner when Daphne was about six months old. Um, and I found out that Sarah has a daughter named Daphne and that Sarah and I share, or not share, but our birthdays are a day apart. Anyway, I digress. Um, sorry, I'm calling you at the end of my run, so I'm a little winded right now. But I'm calling because I'm training for my second marathon, um, and I'm wondering how mother runners maintain immunity, um, you know, strong immune system, when they really get into the thick of marathon training. I ran my first marathon last fall, uh, shortly after Daphne turned one, and right between, like, hitting – 16 miles in my training plan through the marathon. Um, I was sick off and on basically every other week. Um, I just overcame my first cold of the training cycle, and I'm just like, oh, I can't go through this again. So what do other mother runners do to keep their immune system strong and healthy when they're training? Uh, thanks for the advice, and many happy miles. All right, Dim. Well, one of the reasons that I chose this question, other than that we're running really low on questions, so we yeah, need we questions. Yeah, we talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk yeah. About that at the end, yeah, we will. But I had to put in a plug right there while I could. Well, yeah. And and if you have a question right now off the top of your head, it's four seven zero badass one. Four seven zero badass one. Pause the podcast. Lay it on us. Thanks. Yes. Okay. Yes. Go. Perfect. Perfect. So, so I thought this question was really timely because it's back to school, which is really back to germs time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Jeremy's. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, like you said, you know, fall marathon and you run into that problem and particularly fall marathon, you know, it's getting into flu season. I know that I was felled by um, a summer cold, which I typically don't get and It made me um, not very happy. So I know that I become very fastidious, particularly during marathon training about you know, hygiene with, with um, you know, washing my hands even more than usual and 
um, you know, then after I do wash my hands, if it's in a public restroom, you know, like not touching the doorknob, not, you know, trying not to touch the handles. You're one of those like odd people that like, you know, it's so, I mean, I get why they do, but it's so awkward to watch, you know, where they're like trying to hook their elbow through the handle. You're just like, wow, really? Really? You know what I I have seen though, a couple places and we'll get back to Sarah's question in a second, but these awesome little foot kind of levers um you know that you can really i've seen them at a couple whole foods where you use them to open the door with your foot it's really uh, ingenious but i they're not they definitely aren't trending though i've only seen them in like (laughs) but you heard it here first when they start to take over the country you heard it from dimity first (laughs) so yeah but because you know oh gosh and i just think going to a lot of public places and i know that also um you know you and i travel a lot for work in particular in the fall, which I love, but gee, it is just, you're making yourself, um, you know, open and available to all passing germs when you travel. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, so, you know, I'm not a hand sanitizer person, but if that's your thing, you know, keep your little Mm -hmm. bottle on your bag. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, so yeah, I mean, you can definitely take like, uh, steps from the outside in, but I think, I think it's really important to think about the inside out and sleep. You cannot compromise your sleep. Like sleep is the best medicine ever going. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, whether that means that, you know, I mean, honestly, aiming for eight hours a night is normal, right? That's, that's, that's what a normal person should sleep. So, I mean, if you are marathon training, I mean, what did, um, oh gosh, Sage Roundtree used to have that, equation that I loved where it was like the number, the number of miles you run a week, you want that extra amount of minutes added on to your sleep. If you're running 30 miles a week, you want an extra half an hour every night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And you know, who knows if that's exactly, you know, that's probably a little bit of a ballpark, but the idea is, is that you should not skimp on your sleep by any stretch. So get off Facebook, leave the dishes, leave the dog hair under the couch and crawl under your covers. Um, (laughs) That's one thing. The other thing is being proactive about it. And so, um, you know, I know that um, Ellie talks about during cold season taking, I think it's a thousand milligrams of vitamin C on a daily basis, but you could also mm. do that by doing, you know, a packet of emergency or what's the oh, airborne, I think is the other one. that Or, or noon, noon immunity. Oh yes, of I, course. I have to say that noon immunity was, I mean, other than that summer cold, I feel it's been working really well for me and it's super tasty. So <laughs> yes, I love it. it has turmeric in it, which, you know, is the trendy. That's also another trend. That is actually a real trend. So <laughs> the orange has turmeric in it. So, um, but something, whatever works for you, flavor wise, cost wise, availability wise, but doing mm-hmm. something to boost your immunity so that when you do, um, you know, because it does break down, um, you know, running mm-hmm. does break down your, that's, that's what it does. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I would say is definitely, you know, if you have rests, I mean, you will have rest days um, in your, in your training cycle on a weekly basis. And so obviously that's non-negotiable. And if you have um, some day that is, you know, if you feel good, do this cross training or do this easy run, Mm -hmm. really evaluate it. And because the reality is, is going into a race um, undertrained is so much better than mm-hmm. going into a race either sick, obviously, or overtrained. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you are steering, say it's a Thursday and you're like, okay, so it's three miles easy. I've got to do three miles easy. Otherwise, you know, I'm not going to get my marathon or whatever. Right. No, you know what? You're probably going to be a lot better off by resting 
and doing Friday's workout as written and then having some energy uh, for your long run on Saturday or Sunday. So, um, so really just really pay attention to what your body, um, you know, how you feel really tune in and, um, and don't, you know, always know that like kind of less is more. Um, yeah. And, and I think that that also applies during the real thick of marathon training for things that are optional social options. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I know that I bail, sometimes bail on book club during the bulk of my, you know, the really high mileage weeks. I'm like, yeah, no, I think I'm just gonna hit the hay at, you know, nine o'clock instead of, you know, having some drinks and being out with, with the book club gals. Sure. Well, that's the same. It's sleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, and it's just like the exhausting things or, you know, say no to some things, some volunteer things, you know, if, Mm -hmm. and if you're getting the stink eye from, from the people on the committees that are asking you, you know, be like, Hey, you know, I got this big important race for me in October and, but come the, series of bake sales in November, I'm right there with you, you know? (laughs) Sure, sure. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, you just have to prioritize your health and your, um, and your training, you know, Mm -hmm. during this, Mm -hmm. if that's, if it's a, you know, if you don't want to get sick and then if you do, you got to just kind of put your hands up and get better and then pick up where you left off and keep going. I mean, you know. Yep. Yep. And don't try to make up the runs that you missed. Exactly. Yes. As we talk about in, um, at least one of our books. So the next question comes from Gretchen from Mountaintop, Pennsylvania. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Gretchen. I'm calling from Mountaintop, Pennsylvania, and I am a mother runner. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old son and an 11-month-old daughter. My question for you both is around half-marathon training. I've ran two half-marathons, and I would love to train for the Philly half, which is in November. Um, but my current schedule as a single mama is that I can only consistently get in three runs per week. Um, so my question for you is, is it doable? Um, and the big factor here is that I would really love to break two hours. So it's more than just to finish, but to um, hit a goal uh, of time as well. So what are your thoughts? Um, am I putting too much, too many eggs into one basket? And can I do it? Um, I can also fit strength training in at home and maybe um, a cycling, either a ride or um, doing some cycling on my trainer at home um, to supplement as well. So curious to hear what you have to say. Thank you. So, Dim, I am I am um, really marveling at the all that Gretchen is juggling, you know, that she is she's got a lot on her plate and she's adding to it the Philly half marathon um, trying to break two hours. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, on her plate, she's a single mom, mm-hmm. right? Two kids. So mm-hmm. one is 11 months older, just, just turned a year and one is three and a half. So not just two kids, like two ankle biters that need mm-hmm. her to, you know, change diapers, tie shoes, constantly hands-on. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not the emotional, you know, demands that we get. It's the physical nonstop all day long. Mm-hmm. I am helping you. Um, <laughs> Which are hard, you know. I mean, there are. You just, both. you just took me back there with all that description. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, maybe I shouldn't complain about having middle schoolers. <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, just you. Do, I look at. I mean, even being at the airport now, and I'm I am always sympathetic to anybody who's traveling oh, yeah. with small children. I'm just like, 
you know, and, and the thing about it is, is you're kind of in that mode. So you forget, like when you are in the thick of it, it is hard to realize that life will be any different. Yeah. Now when I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I do that? You know, like <laughs> pushing one stroller, carrying four backpacks, you know, it's juggling two snacks all at the same time, you know, and stopping at Starbucks for my latte, you know, like I did that sometime. <laughs> I did. I know, I know. Now I like to sit on an airplane by myself and, <laughs> you know, and I preferably not have any small children around me or if they are, you know, please don't cry. Um, so anyway, yeah, so Gretchen, yeah. so, so there's a lot. So, and, and the thing that you noted in, in our notes here is that we don't know what her previous time was yes. from her half marathon. So if she's like, have zone at 202, obviously going under two, two hours is a pretty uh, reasonable goal. Right, mm-hmm. with a good mm-hmm. training cycle and and um, cooperative weather and all that stuff on race day. Yep. Um, if she is at a two fifteen, that's a lot harder because that's over a minute a mile. So it's hard to say, you know, given that we're at the end of August right now, she's got you know, let's see, three months. Oh, about three months, yeah. Mm-hmm. Three and a half months. Um, so can she break two hours in a half marathon at some point? Absolutely. Is this the absolute best time to do that? I, it's hard. I mean, yeah. really the answer is we don't know, but right. here's what I would say about um, a couple things. Um, if two, if it's two hours or nothing, like if it has to be sub two, or you're going to feel like Gretchen, if you're going to feel like the whole training cycle was a wash because you sacrificed so much with everything else that you have on your plate. Um, I would say skip it. Mm-hmm. I would also say running three days a week is pretty ambitious um, it's a pretty ambitious goal Yes. Um, for, um, for trying to do that, even if you were, if you had run, say, a 202. Um, because, you know, we, we've talked about this a lot um, in the Train Like a Mother Club, but, you know, specificity is key, right? And riding the bike is certainly a great way to get your cardiovascular system fit. And, um, and strength training is always going to be key no matter what. But if you have ambitious time goals, you need to get your body kind of a, up to some good mileage, and B, you know, if if this two hour is kind of a reach goal for you, you, you have to um, kind of practice running at that pace a little bit so that you can really feel like what it feels like and you can kind of hang there. Right, because um, I was but, also thinking because in, in addition to the, the specificity with training also that she has done two half marathons, which is awesome, but it's not like someone's coming to us and saying, hey, I've run 15 half marathons, you know, I've, I've been around this block a a whole bunch of times so that, um, so in training as well as racing. Um, so yeah, it does have to do with, with how close she is to that goal. Um, so, but then how about with, with, um, just even, I, I also feel like her question is also, should she be trying to do the Philly half at all with three days a week, leaving the time goal aside? So what would be your advice, Tim, um, given your, um, familiarity with train like a mother club in terms of the the ratio if she can do three days a week of running then the what should be the strength training and the riding on the trainer at home to supplement those runs um i mean so if if, if that's really all we can not all but if that's really what if, if she decides okay i'm going to go to philadelphia no matter what she's going with girlfriends she wants a weekend away whatever it happens to be you know so if she can make peace with whatever doesn't show up on the whatever shows up on the clock you know, and just is okay with that. Um, three days a week, um, I would run, I would, you know, if it were me, I would run Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or, um, you know, and Saturday would be your long run. Um, I would spend um, 
Monday and Wednesday um, doing a um, strength training. I would prioritize strength training. So I would do probably, mm, I mean, 30, 30 minutes of a routine that gets your whole body. Um, mm -hmm. and, then, um, and then probably get on the trainer um, after that for about, I mean, I would say, 30 to 45 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I would spin at a pace that, um, spin is the wrong verb. I would ride at a pace that, um, or at a cadence where you're, um, where you're spinning above 90 RPMs, 90 um, revolutions per minute. So if you are not familiar with that, one way to do it is just um, count the number of times um, one leg goes around um, in 15 seconds and multiply that by four. Mm -hmm. And um, you should be around 90 because that's, you know, not many of us have 90 steps per minute. That's kind of, um, I don't know if it's a myth or whatever, but that's kind of, you want to think about quick feet, quick feet. And that's mm -hmm. a good way to do that. Um, and you want to be riding at a pace that, you know, you're not, you're not all out, but you're also not, um, you're just, not spinning. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just mean, tootling along. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you watch your heart rate uh, on the bike, your heart rate is about 10 beats lower than it would be running because you're not supporting your, um, your body weight. And so, you know, if you're typically running, say, you know, if you watch your heart rate and say you're at, an average of 155 on a run after you know 45 minute run then you're going to want to be somewhere in the 145 range um on your bike um and i would take a day off or two can i just interject him yeah you, you, I, like i'm just marveling at how you were like doing this on the fly like you were like plotting out her whole thing and i'm like Wow, man, that time in the train like a mother club, that is serving you well, Ms. Dimity. <laughs> I'm a little bit of an exercise geek, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, and I've, learned, I've learned a lot of this on my own, right? I mean, I trained for the Nike Women's Marathon on the bike, more or less. Yeah. I did one 16-mile run, and yeah. the rest of it was um, the rest of it was more or less on the bike, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So, and I paid for it. I mean, I would not recommend doing that, so I, that's why I'm saying. So, yeah, but that's what I, and, and the reason why you want to do the strength first is because you're, you know, you're kind of tiring your body and tiring your legs out the yeah. way that you would be on, say, like, you'd be around mile nine or ten. Mm -hmm. So, that's, that's kind of, I mean, that's a brief sketch of what I would do. Um, and, but again, I think really she needs to sit down, Gretchen. I think I, I, I would want you first to really sit down and write down what you want to get out of Philadelphia, maybe your top three priorities. And if number one is a sub two hour marathon, I would say keep running through this, you know, keep training, you know, that, that training schedule that I just kind of walked you through is awesome. And you can kind of do that nonstop and keep your long runs, you know, in the eight to 10 mile range. Um, and then pick another race for the spring, you know, maybe when you're feeling stronger or whatever. If you want to give us more details on another call, because we need calls, right, Sarah? So <laughs> four seven zero badass one. Do we want a PS on this? Um, Tiffany, I'm gonna call you Jerry Lewis. My gosh, you're fabulous. <laughs> um, anyway, that's so that's what yeah, I was, yeah. You know, whatever you do in this fall will you know will always benefit you getting getting faster. Right? Sure. Sure. So, I mean, it's consistency is going to really, so, um, so even if, you know, if, if you don't have the stars on a line for you in Philadelphia, there's never a lost race or a lost training cycle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Right. Sure. Yes. Yes. And I think that's good advice also for even, you know, somebody who's not looking to break a time goal, but that if, if your life schedule allows you only three days a week of running, you know, to kind of measure that out and, and sort of decide, what, what are realistic things? Because, you know, th 
three days a week, as you said, is really the bare minimum for being able to, to get a solid race under you. Well, and they, and just to, you know, if you really want to geek out or, but mm-hmm. you know, I do the run less run faster. I mean, that's sure, what they yeah. recommend yeah. is three days a week. And one day is length. One day is like tempo. I feel like the last one is intervals. I mean, it's all really oh, it's challenging. Oh, there's very no hard runs. Every, yeah. every run has a purpose and a pace attached to it. Not every run and every training plan should have a purpose attached to it in run less, run faster. Every run has a pace attached to it. Mm-hmm. And I did that once. And, um, God, I can't remember if it worked. I think it did work. Um, it was Austin. It was, oh, that's right. It was Austin half marathon. So back oh, that you did with Grant. Yeah. And I wanted to break 150 and I got, I think a 151 and that was a tough course. So I feel like it worked, but holy cow, I was so burnt out by the end of it. I just did not want to train anymore because of the intensity of the training. So um, again, there's a time and a place for that, but is it right now with two small kids? I don't know. That's a question yeah. you have to answer yourself. Yeah. 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 Gosh, that seems, it's so funny. I was like, oh, when did she do that? That must've been before another mother runner started. And you're no, like, it was 2012, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah that's when I wore uh, well, the dark gray. Oh, of course. The that's dark gray that. leggings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How we determine all the races. What the race photo looked like. Yeah. yeah oh, the big yeah. sweat stain in the groin uh, <laughs> <laughs> with your husband on uh, Valentine's day. So <laughs> we remember the important things, don't we? Exactly. <laughs> Some technology I can give or take. Our washer and dryer are two decades old. I think I have an iPhone 8. But when it comes to treadmills, newer is beyond nifty. Nordic Track treadmills with iFit interactive connected technology are life-changing. With a huge touchscreen, iFit transports you to an energetic studio workout class or stunning locations filmed in amazingly more than 40 countries across all seven continents. iFit offers up thousands of on-demand workouts from walking and hiking excursions, up to a speed building intervals and everything in between. There are even yoga, boot camp, and cross training sessions that have you hopping off the treadmill. New Zealand, Egypt, Patagonia, Easter Island, these are just some of the far flung locales you can virtually visit via Nordic Track Treadmill with iFit. With a wide, high definition touchscreen, you will almost think you are running in those places. I still practically feel like I have run in a waterfall and lake filled national park in Croatia thanks to my last session on a Nordic Track Treadmill with iFit. I'm eagerly waiting delivery of my own treadmill and oh, the places I'll go. The technology is equally impressive. When the terrain on the screen climbs, the treadmill automatically raises. When the trail levels out, so does the well-cushioned tread. The speed adjusts all on its own. After hitting start, you let the treadmill make all the adjustments, no pushing buttons. If your motivation is fired up by competition, do one of the studio classes, even a live one, so you can see your stats on a leaderboard against other workout warriors. The possibilities are endless. To see what I'm talking about, head to nordictrack.com. That's N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K.com. See where you can go with a Nordic Track treadmill with iFit. All right. Well, this final question, this is Pamela calling from Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Hi, this is Pamela. I'm a runner from the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Um, my question is about breathing. I'm trying to get faster on my 5K, but it seems that every time I do a hard run, I can't go any faster because I just can't get enough air inside lungs. So I don't know if it's training at higher speeds for longer or what I need to do, but I would like to help. Thank you very much, and I love the new podcast. Bye. 
Okay, so breathing. This is not just a question that we can answer off the cuff. If, <laughs> no, I definitely did some research um, on this one prior because I am not, um, you know, an MD or even a very, um, you know, the running coach, my running skills, my running coaching skills are not, uh, don't go this deep. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they go as deep as her breathing. So um, the first thing I would say to Pamela is don't fracture a rib because you cannot take a deep breath. So whatever you do, don't impale yourself there. Um, but then, I mean, so again, like having some more background would be helpful um, just because, so she's trying to get faster on her 5k. So what is her 5k time now? Um, and how is she trying to get faster? I mean, that's the biggest thing um, because really people, you would think, oh, you got to go run faster every day. Right. I mean, that's kind of what logically a lot, you know, just sure how, you know, just literally it makes sense, but that's really not how to get faster overall, because overall we're looking at, you know, more mileage, which you, if you're going to increase your mileage, you've got to slow down. You can't run it all intensely. Mm -hmm. um, and then more kind of helping your body get oxygen to the muscles, right? right. And so that's a little bit of, um, taking deep breaths, but also just, again, like just cardiovascular efficiency, um, so, I mean, and can I, can I also yeah. just interject that I really relate to Pamela's question because I feel my lung capacity is what holds me back or what it back in the day held me back. Like that I felt there were times that I just felt like my legs could go forever, but it was just like, oh my gosh, I just can't get enough air into my lungs to make this engine work right. Um, okay. So, um, so I, so I pulled up, I printed out this article from, um, Jason Karp, who, um, he's the, I think the strength running coach. He was, this is from, um, runners or I think his website is strength running. Um, and he, um, he is a, I think he's a Denver based coach now. He is, I believe, I believe anyway. Um, so this is, this was off of runner's world. And reality is, is that lung size has nothing to do with how, you run. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I have no doubt, but that's yeah. what it felt like to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, basically you need to, um, I mean, again, like I'm, there's a big caveat on this because like I said, I don't know that I have the skills to answer this super proficiently. If I felt like my lungs were not, um, getting me enough oxygen, this is what I would do. And if it's Obviously, if it's like an issue when you're not running, you know, you need to go see a doctor. If you right. Or asthma, asthma or yeah. some mm -hmm. other kind of breathing issue. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's way out of our realm of. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dimity does not go there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I mean, if I were if I were Pamela, what I would do is I would um, look at my weekly mileage and I would try to increase it, you know, five to 10 percent a week. So if I'm running 15 miles this week, I would try to go. Um, you know, 16 and a half next week. And I know that extra 1.5 is not at a 5k pace. It is an easy, easy pace, meaning that breathing is not an issue. And if that means that you're walking and running, you know, doing a combo, that's okay. If that means that you are doing mostly walking, that's okay. It's really teaching your body to, um, teach your muscle, muscles to use the oxygen that your body is taking in. Okay. So that's, and that's, you can't do that. You can't keep, you know, pounding your body and asking to do that because it just doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. Um, and it's also, it's also about building the little 
you know, new, I, I really am not a science person, but, but, you know, new capillaries to carry the, you know, so that your blood can carry oxygen to your working muscles. So Absolutely. it's a, it, and, and all that fancy science stuff happens, you know, you know, when you come back from the training and that you're letting the recovery soak in. Sure. Sure. Um, and then also the other thing is, um, you know, um, running a little bit longer. So if every run you do is the exact same route and say it's two and a half miles, Mm -hmm. um, pull back on one of those runs, make it two or one and a half, and then make your long run four, right. Or three and a half or four. Um, again, just teaching your body to, um, you know, to, uh, recruit that oxygen and build up your mitochondria, um, Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So, I mean, really, <laughs> that's about the best we can do, Sarah. That's why we need more questions. <laughs> I mean, we want to help you, Pamela, but again, like, I think some more background would be helpful too. Like how how much she is, how much she is learning, her background as that, and um, and what kind of training she's doing to be, to become a faster five k runner. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's- yeah, yeah, and also though, but that but the faster also can you know doing things like hill repeats, which, you know, you're not going to be going fast uphill, but that Mm -hmm. I I definitely feel that hill repeats help me um, get stronger, both in my muscular system and in my cardio system. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're BOGOs. They're buy one, get one. Yeah. Cardiovascular efficiency. And then, like I said earlier, strength, you can never go wrong with building strength into your program. That's going to, that's not going to necessarily help your, how your lungs feel, but it will help you move faster um, Mm -hmm. when, when it's time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And be more efficient in your movement. Yeah. Yeah. Cause definitely a five cam. I mean, you, there's, there's, you know, over the course of a marathon, you can, there's going to be some funky steps. You're doing some weird things with your arms, whatever. And, and that, you know, over the course of that many steps, it's the effect is less noticeable. 5k, you got to be tight and on like, you know, that, that gun goes off at the start and, you know, or the bell or whatever. And, you know, you just, you got to lay it out there and have it all come into place and, and fire perfectly. So no, no, but no pressure. Hey, no pressure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I so, hope that helps a little bit, Pamela. And if, again, if you want to do a PS and a fill us on a little bit more, we'd be happy to, to unpack it a little bit more too for yeah. you. Yeah. So as uh, wonderful Dimity has said a few times, we definitely are in need of questions. So don't be shy, please. And as Dim pointed out the fir- in the first show, you can program this number into your phone. We've gotten a couple breathy voicemails. So I think some people, Dim, have been stopping mid-run to ask a question. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So um, so the number again is 470-BADASS-1, which is 470-223-2771. Please leave your first name, where you're calling from, have the message um, be 90 seconds or less. But so as Dim has pointed out, uh, some background info does help us. Um, yes. And uh, please subscribe to our show so that it automatically downloads as that's how a show's popularity is measured by downloads. So please make AMR just shoot to the top of the iTunes charts. <laughs> <laughs> right next to Serial, right? In S-Town. Yeah. Right there. And I just want to add to like questions don't necessarily have to be always about a race or um, training. I mean, they can be about injuries they can be about motivation they can nutrition, be nutrition um, mental toughness mental, mental yeah strength. a bunch of you know so i mean anything that's like remotely running related how to explain to your significant other that you know running might be more important at times than than he or she is you know that's all that's all fair game 
Yeah, yeah. Somebody did ask us, um, I feel badly, one woman asked for um, tips on uh, running routes in San Francisco, and I felt, just felt that was a little specific, um, but, um, and I felt, I only just the other day figured out that they have their numbers at the top, so I guess I could have called the person back and given her some pointers, and, uh, and then also somebody else did want us, Dimity, to um, tell how we met. So maybe we'll save that for another show. If, if people don't call in with questions, we're going to have to <laughs> go to that to one. talking about the Golden Gate Bridge ad nauseum. So <laughs> that's, that's your reality. And our days at Colgate. So, you know, you yeah. really call in with questions, people. So, um, so keep the questions coming. We're here with answers. Awesome. Thanks a lot, you guys. Bye.